Hello and welcome to your full moon yogi scope, yoga practices for the astrological weather. We'll get to those at the end. For the upcoming full moon happening Sunday, February 5th in Sidereal Cancer in Ashlesha Nakshatra. So we're going to talk about what both of those two things mean, what a full moon in Cancer means, what the nakshatra represents, um, maybe a brief recap of what nakshatras are for if you're new to Vedic astrology. But first, I just want to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook, a yoga teacher and Vedic astrologer, and I will be guiding you into learning Vedic astrology and how to apply it to your own life so that you can be more emotionally aware, have a personalized yoga practice, have a clear plan forward, all of that. That's why We study Vedic astrology so you can learn what the bigger cycles you're going through in your life are and how to best work with them, how to work those energies into your yoga practice so you can take it off the mat and live a better life. At least that's that's what I think I get out of studying astrology, so I hope you get the same. So this is a full moon. Um, Every full moon, we know, perhaps you know this, that full moons are a time for releasing. And archetypally, the reason for that is because the full moon is the peak of the cycle. It's when the moon is completely opposing the sun in the sky. So they're in opposite houses, opposite signs. They're on an axis from each other in the night sky and in astrological signs. In your chart, they will be on an axis. So this one's happening in Cancer meaning the sun is still in sidereal Capricorn. And before I get too ahead of myself, talking about why a full moon is a time for releasing, at the full moon, the moon is then only moving closer to the sun in terms of the signs it's moving through. It's moving towards the sun. And in terms of in the night sky, it's moving towards the sun, which means there's more of a shadow. It's receiving less of the sun's light. So in that sense, it's getting darker. We're entering the waning phase of the moon cycle, entering the exhale, you could say. And so with that said, the full moon, it's, you might set your intentions for what you're going to release. And as with anything, you might not just do something the day of the full moon, like maybe this yoga practice I'm going to suggest, maybe you might, or the journal exercise, you may not just do that and be done with it. It may take, you may spend the next two weeks of the lunar cycle until the new moon working with that exhale, being in that phase of shedding, being in that phase of kind of sorting through what's coming up as the moon moves through more and more signs, right? Um, Moving towards the sun before it then becomes new again, right? And then we begin our inhale cycle, our our planting seeds and, and nurturing them cycle in that portion of the moon cycle. And we do that every single month. And I personally, that's where I have found like most of the value from incorporating astrology into my yoga practice just personally is working with that moon cycle because you'll also notice the more you start to pay attention because the moon, new and full moons have to do with where the sun is and the sun just very methodically moves through. So we get our calendar, our 12 month calendar based on where the sun is, right? Based on the sun. And so, and so India has a lunar calendar here in America. We don't do that in India. They have lots of festivals and things based on the lunar calendar. 
Um, that's why there's blue moons. We actually have a blue moon coming up later this year. Um, we'll have two moons in a calendar month in like a solar month. So anyway, they move through because the sun is moving through the signs. It's in Capricorn now. So our last new moon when the moon was conjunct with the sun, which is always true at a new moon. Um, we had a new moon in Capricorn. Now we're having a full moon in Cancer, which is directly opposite of Capricorn. Our next new moon will be in Aquarius because by then the sun will have moved to Aquarius and then we'll have a full moon in Leo after that. And so that's just the way it always works. That's the cycle it goes through. And so the more you start to study this and study it in your own chart, you'll notice that throughout the year, you will have been through this setting intentions for expansion at the new moon and setting intentions for releasing, exhaling, letting go at the full moon related to every area of your chart. So this doing this practice every single month, twice a month at the new and full moons leaves no stone unturned in your life basically. And if you do it for a year, you will have gone through every area of your life. Like what could I improve here? What could I let go of here? And it's just a cyclical process, right? Like we keep going through it through the years, deeper lessons come up, other things are happening in the sky. So that's one of the things I'm going to talk about with today. We just had Saturn moved away from Capricorn into um, Aquarius. And so I'm going to talk about how that fits in with this new and full moon cycle that we're going through in the month of February. Um, but so I just want to point that out in a broader sense of like, why care? Why care about what's happening with the new and full moons? So now let's talk about Saturn, first of all. So before I get too far into how I think you should work with this full moon, my suggestions for, you know, practices, this could even be considered like a full moon ritual, I guess, um, the things that I suggest, but so cancer is directly opposite of Capricorn. And so in the, um, what's sometimes called the call Purusha chart, the, um, and so call, call like time, Kala time and Purusha, like if you've ever heard of Purusha and Prakriti, Prakriti is like manifest form and Purusha is like spirit without making this into a huge lecture on yoga philosophy. Purusha, if you're unfamiliar with it, is like spirit. It's like the unchanging, the eternal. It is, everything is made up of Purusha and Prakriti. So, and Prakriti is, is the manifest world. So like your body is made up of your Prakriti, like that's your, the manifest body, but you also have Purusha, you have a spirit animating you. So that's kind of those, those things. So the call Purusha chart, the, um, you know, it's kind of like the default. We have cancer is the fourth sign and Capricorn is the 10th. So cancer ruled by the moon, Capricorn ruled by Saturn. This axis is very like home versus world inner world versus outer world, home versus work, work-life balance kind of things are brought up by this axis. Um, Cancer is ruled by the moon, so it has this like connection to nurturing, to motherliness. And so we'll get more into that in a moment, but Saturn has been in Capricorn for the past three years. It did take a short dip into Aquarius during that time, but it moved into... Capricorn in January of 2020. 
And right around that time, we had a new moon in Capricorn. And then right around the time this year, January of 2023, we also had a new moon in Capricorn around the same time that Saturn moved away from Capricorn. So because Cancer and Capricorn form an axis, Saturn was aspecting, meaning it it had its drishti, it had its gaze, meaning it had an influence on Cancer and the, the area of your chart, the house that cancer is governed by, that cancer is ruling over. Um, it had an, an influence on that area of your chart and on all things cancer uh, for the last three years also. So we saw a lot of the stuff related to Saturn and Capricorn. Capricorn is like governments, um, work, you know, structures, habits in life. We saw a lot of that stuff get changed and shifted and called into question over the last three years. You were there. I'm sure you know like what's been going on. But what might not have been talked about as much is how Saturn impacted Cancer and the Cancer area of the chart. Um, And so this full moon is a really good time to perhaps release some pressure related to that area of your chart. And so this is something I kind of talk about a lot is like access an axis, any axis in the chart. So any signs, houses that are directly opposing each other. Um, we know that even though they are opposites, they've, their dynamic is one that like they're symbiotic, like they can't like work in life. You know, you have your work life and your home life, right? The first and the seventh is another easy one to see our self and other axis. Um, and so cancer being the fourth sign, Capricorn being the 10th, this work and home life thing might've been brought up a lot. And then it could be something else for you, depending on what houses those are in. Highly recommend grabbing the free birth chart decoder from my website. If you want to dive more into what houses those two signs are in for you or joining the membership where I just tell you, um, every week I will tell you what, what area of your life this is impacting. Um, But so Saturn has moved on now and it's in Aquarius, which is like I mentioned before, that's where our new moon coming up this month is in Aquarius. So this new moon will be, hopefully by then, Saturn will have been in Aquarius for about a month. You will probably have started to see some of the shifts and have some idea of what new energies, what new challenges are being brought up for you. And so we'll worry about that when we get there. We'll talk more about it. This is the kind of stuff I meant to say on a monthly Outlook episode, and it just didn't happen. Um, If you're on my email newsletter, you still got the monthly Outlook anyway. Um, So, and if you want that, if you're not on there, you can please email me and I'd be happy to send it to you if you want to get kind of caught up in that way. But Um, So we have to look out for that, that um, we'll have this new moon in Aquarius coming up and we'll worry about what Saturn's doing some more when we get there because Saturn's in Aquarius. But now we might be experiencing that exhale related to where Saturn has been. So think a lot about your work and home life, um, especially the Cancer and uh, Capricorn areas of your chart, but then also specifically more 
just cancer. Where is cancer in your chart? What is your inner comfort? How are you nurturing yourself? What is your emotional connection to yourself? And can you kind of bring some sense of exhale there, some sense of deeper inner peace, some sense of integrating the challenges you may have faced related to that area of life over the past three years. Um, and so I think this full moon might also feel a little more intense, a little more emotional, a little more perhaps even intuitive, um, but like like something bigger is going on at this full moon for folks who are experiencing their Saudi Sati right now. And so that would be if you have moon in the signs of Capricorn, Aquarius, or Pisces. If your moon is in one of those signs, and if you don't know, you can get your birth chart for free on my website. You go to yogiscopes.com slash chart, Y-O-G-I-S-C-O-P-E-S.com, or you can just go right there to my website, and it's in the top navigation chart calculator. You can go right there. You can get your chart for free. You can find out where your moon sign is. If it's confusing, there's resources there for that, or you can reach out to me. But if you have moon in one of those signs, in sidereal Vedic astrology, so don't go on your knowledge of your Western chart, please, because that's not going to feel as accurate to what I'm saying. Um, if you have moon in one of, you, one of those signs, the reason I think this full moon will feel a little more impactful, like maybe perhaps like a bigger shift, especially for our Capricorn moons, given that it would be on the seventh house from your moon, um, this full moon just might feel bigger. It might feel like a bigger release, a bigger exhale, a bigger shift because Saudi Sati is characterized by Saturn afflicting your moon. And so we've just had Saturn move away from Capricorn. So if your moon is in Capricorn, at least Saturn's not directly conjunct your moon anymore, but Cancer is also ruled by the moon. So anything that is happening to the moon right now is being extra um, poignant, extra called to the forefront, if that makes sense. So just be on the lookout for that. I just wanted to point out those things. So if I haven't made it clear enough already, let's talk explicitly about what can cancer represents. So it's ruled by the moon. It's the natural fourth house of the Kalparusha chart, meaning it is it rules over things like your inner home, your inner peace, which has to do a lot with your intuitive connection, but then maybe also your home life and your home space, you know, and the mother or mother figures. Your, do you have a mother wound? Is there something like that going on? That kind of stuff can be brought up at a full moon in Cancer. And so with, or just with moon in Cancer in general. And so the moon does very well in Cancer, given that it rules Cancer. It's a good time. But like I was saying, it could be a little more, you might feel extra emotionally connected, which can be a sweet and beautiful thing. But it can also be a challenging thing if you are having any kind of issues coming up emotionally. If you're having some harder emotions, harder to sit with emotions coming up right now. So it's a good time for spiritual practice. It's a good time for being spiritually connected. We'll talk about that when we get to the yoga practices and journal prompts, of course. Um, but let's talk about Ashlesha, the nakshatra. So nakshatras are lunar mansions. To put that in a nutshell, I wrote an article about it on my blog. You can find that on my website just by going 
to the articles navigation and poking around there, you can find one about nakshatras. I think I link it in the show notes, but I don't actually know if I always have it. Anyway, so you can find that, find more resources on my website about more explicitly what nakshatras are, but basically they're lunar mansions. They're more specific than signs. Ashlesha is a lunar mansion within the sign of cancer that is symbolized by a coiled serpent. So if you're familiar with yoga philosophy and this kind of stuff, where else do we see a coiled serpent but in kundalini? So kundalini energy, so kundalini is a practice, like a specific practice that has also been kind of branded by a guy who has since had a fall from glory, but that doesn't mean we need to throw out everything kundalini. Um, Anyway, not the conversation for this podcast. I actually had a conversation with somebody on the Science of Light, Kate Lynch. She recently talked about some of that, Um, the kundalini lineage. If you want to know more, you can listen to that one. But So I'm not talking about the lineage. It's just what I want to be clear about. I'm talking about this idea of a coiled serpent at the base of the spine. That is kundalini energy. And when you have a kundalini awakening, it is said that this coiled serpent at the base of your spine rises up through your chakras, which, you know, we know the first one is at the root, the base of the spine, then they go up the sacral chakra, which is at your pelvis, you know, pelvic bowl region, reproductive organs region, to your solar plexus, which is the space just between your belly button and your rib cage, um, to your heart, to your throat, to your third eye and crown. So Ashlesha is the coiled serpent, right? And there's also these energy channels, the nadis, Ida and Pingala, and the Shashumna nadi, which in my opinion has probably some crossover to the vagus nerve. So that's another sort of topic for another day. If you want to nerd out about it, I'm happy to talk about this kind of stuff with you. But basically, I just wanted to paint that picture of like what we're talking about. Ashlesha is this coiled serpent at the base of the spine. It's this spiritual energy that's like ready to go, ready, primed to be tapped into, right? Um, so that is that is at the essence of Ashlesha nakshatra. But... We have to also acknowledge that the serpent, the snake archetype, is also rife with um, notions uh, or like the archetype also of poison and deception. That that has to go has to do with the snake archetype. So just keep that in your awareness as I continue talking about what Ashlesha represents. So. It also has this deep connection with intuition and that transfers also with the sign of cancer. So the sign of cancer has this connection with your inner knowing, like your gut, like your home, deep inside your being. There is this spiritual energy, this intuition. The moon rules over intuition, right? And cancer is ruled by the moon. Interestingly, Ashlesha is ruled by Mercury and I'm going to talk about what Mercury is doing in just a moment too because I never... Um, want to leave out the greater context. So that's what I was saying is like the new and full moons move through every single house of your chart over the course of a year, actually a little less than a year it takes because there's 13 moon cycles per year and there's 12 houses in the chart. So um, 
they will move through all the houses, but the context of what else is happening is what will change and what will give each new and full moon throughout time the, the different flavor, um, right? So one of the things right now is can't Saturn having just moved. And we'll talk about Mercury in a second. Um, actually, it seems like might as well go ahead and tell you now. So Mercury is in Sagittarius. It moves to Capricorn on Monday. So the full moon is on Sunday, February 5th. And then Mercury will move there right after. So it moves to Capricorn where Saturn has been and also where Mercury started its retrograde at the end of December. So some of this stuff, if you notice some stuff coming up for you right there in early January, I suspect you know, somewhere in your being, you know what was coming up for you, what was challenging, um, especially related to communication maybe, you know, somewhere in your being, tap into that Ashlesha energy, that spiritual inner deep knowing, right? Um, related to the end of Saturn being in Capricorn, those first few weeks of January, what were you struggling with? What was coming up for you? What can you release at this full moon related to that, right? Um, so Ashlesha has this like mysterious mystique to it, right? Um, and then also this notion of like sensing danger, being key, a keen observer and able to sense danger, right? That's also at your gut, your, your, um, this notion of a gut flip kind of thing is kind of wrapped up in what Ashlesha governs over, what Ashlesha um, represents, this notion of being protective, perhaps quick to strike if one feels cornered. Um, but then also we know with the snake archetype, there's this notion of shedding skin, of transformation. So all of that, all of that archetypal information boils down to be like, um, this full moon is a good time to release anything related to your inner comfort, your inner well-being, your inner sense of nurturing yourself. Can, what can you release to nurture yourself more deeply, to go through this, this transformation, to tap into your own medicine? That's what this full moon is all about, getting in touch with that. And so well, that's what the journal prompt, the journal activity I have to share with you will be about. But first, let's talk about the yoga practices. So I would offer if you were going to take a yoga class or teach a yoga class or do a practice, camel pose as the peak pose because cancer governs over like the chest area, heart area. So like a heart chakra flow would be good. Um, if you want to join us and see this in action, that's what we will do in our Yogi Scopes flow next Wednesday. Um, and so you can drop into that. It's free for members, but you can drop in. And if you can't make it live, because I realize that time frame is like, can't please everybody, right? Works great for some of us on the East Coast of the US, but not for others. So you do get an automatic recording, even if you're not a member. So even if you drop in, you get an automatic recording you can watch and practice later. But so we'll do that in our practice on Wednesday, camel pose, but we'll also do some spiraling movements. So I would recommend things like Sufi grinds, um, which is something that comes from Kundalini yoga and things like barrel rolling the rib cage, tapping into that swirling energy, like the snake is going to rise up. Like if you've ever seen a snake charmer or know that kind of 
archetype, that's kind of what you're envisioning happening. The snake is rising up from the base of your spine. That's what a kundalini awakening is said to be like. But you can also think about just this moving energy up and out from your root chakra all the way up and out. So we'll explore some of that stuff in our live practices next week. The Monday practice is free. If you want to check out on Monday, we just do, we'll do some of the Sufi grinds and barrel rolling the rib cage. Um, and then a guided meditation related to the chakras is what we'll do on Monday for the full moon. So if you want to check that out, it is free. It's donation based. You can leave a donation, but you can also come for free. I do not like expect a donation. So don't think that, um, we want you more than your money is what I always like. I'm trained in Y12SR and that's the, the phrase I love. So with the journal prompts, I would like to teach you a technique called the pies check-in. So pies, just like apple pie, you know, think pies, like pies, um, is the acronym for physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. So you might just on your paper, on your page in your journal, you might write those four words with a few lines and just check in. So I would also encourage you to do this after you have centered and meditated. So if you just sit still for like two minutes or something, um, if you go back and watch, I shared this video on YouTube of like basically how anybody can meditate without a guided meditation. It was like, you know, do this if you feel like you can't meditate or if, you know, whatever to, to make a consistent meditation practice. So try that technique, just sit still, come to your breath, try to calm down for a moment and notice what ha what arises physically, intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually as you try to do that, as you try to sit still. And then in your journal, write down what just came up. And then I'm going to offer another technique for if you want to sort through what you might release. Um, so maybe you get enough information from doing that pies check-in. But then another technique is if there is a situation and this, there's a worksheet for this technique in the 2023 Yogi Scopes Planner. So if you have that, it's in there. Um, this technique is basically, think of a situation in your life that, or maybe you think of a, an, a mood or emotion. Like what emotion are you, this, this might be better for the Cancer Full Moon, right? Because you might be more tapped into your emotions at this time and it's a good time to release things related that bring up emotions for you or related to your emotions right or maybe even do a releasing like this could be, even be like a grieving process kind of thing um so if you think about a situation and you're like what emotion does that situation always bring up for me like maybe it's this thing you do and it makes you feel resentful or like a, a certain Thing you do that always makes you feel grumpy or whatever, right? Like this exercise might be better for things that are perceived as more negative emotions, but you could also use it like, Oh, when I go to yoga, I feel great after you. That would be another example, but this is sort of an activity for maybe like situations you might want to release that might bring up harder emotions for you. And so you're going to think of the situation Think of the emotion related to that situation. That could go either way. You could be like, why am I always feeling crappy lately? Well, what situations bring up that emotion? What situations like put me in that emotion? And it might not be a situation you can get out of just, just yet, right? 
Um, it might not be something that you just, you're like, well, I'm not going to do that anymore, but it might be something like, I don't know, going grocery shopping or something like you have to do that. You know what I mean? Um, I hope that makes sense. And you would check in with related to the mood or emotion that that situation puts you in. What are your automatic thoughts that come up? And this is, this is where the deep awareness, you might have to sit with this, you know, it might take the whole lunar cycle until the next new moon thinking about this. Like what are your automatic thoughts that you have related to that emotion, that situation? These could be like limiting beliefs, stinking thinking type stuff. And then what is the evidence for that automatic thought? And so sometimes there might be evidence there for it, but a lot of times there's probably not. And can you reframe that? So maybe there is evidence, but can you reframe it to be softer, a little more true? Uh, and, and you might, we might not be going towards positive here. So if you stick around, you'll know this is like, I'm kind of critical of positive affirmations. I don't want you to transform an emotion, a tough emotion you're having into something positive if you're not ready for that. So this is the technique. This is like, okay, what's the emotion and the situation and what is true about it? What is in your control and how could you just soften it a little bit? And so if you need help with that, I'm here for you. I'm here for you for that. I'm happy to help if that didn't make sense. Grab the worksheet in the planner if you have that already or you can still get the planner at yogiscopes.com slash 2023 if you want the worksheet. Um, or maybe you just try a meditation and the pies check in to just see where you are on an emotional, intellectual, physical, and spiritual level and see if those things are related. See if there's any themes. Start exploring that in your own body. So just a quick recap. This full moon might be a time where you're feeling a heightened sense of intuition and emotion. And it's a good time to check in with, is your intuition coming from a trauma response? Is Are the emotions coming up coming from a past situation that might not be serving you anymore. Can you release some of that? Can you tap deeper into your um, emotions and intuition to find this really deep sense of inner comfort, of nurturing your own self emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, physically? So that's all for today, friends. Happy full moon. I hope you always keep your feet on the ground your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, please take care.